hear what you have to say, just to feel your presence. Spirit, 
perfectly love you. We're believed to magnify your love. In Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Please kneel. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what I have done and by what I have left undone. I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry and I humbly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ. Have mercy on me and forgive me that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you with all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit that we may be devoted to you with our whole heart and united to one another with pure affection. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Okay, let's pray for the children. How precious they are, Lord, these children that you've given us. We don't take it lightly, Lord. We're so incredibly thankful for the gift that they are and all that they're going to be. And so, Lord, we just told them up to you. And we pray that your blessing would be upon them all their days. We pray, Lord, that as they're taught in their Sunday school setting, that, Lord, you would just fill their mind with a knowledge of you of who you are, of your kingdom, and kingdom principles, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. What a great group of kids. Our Old Testament reading this morning is from Song of Solomon, chapter 2, 8 through 13. The voice of my beloved, behold, he comes leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, he stands behind our wall. He is looking through the windows, gazing through the lattice. My beloved spoke and said to me, rise up, my love my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. The fig tree puts forth her green figs, and the vines with the tender grapes give a good smell. Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the reading of the psalm. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 45, and we'll do it responsively by half verse. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your all your garments are scented with myrrh and aloe and cassia. Out of the ivory houses by which they have made you glad. King's daughters are among your honorable women. At your right hand stands the queen with the gold of Ophir. Listen, O daughter, consider and incline your ear. So the king will greatly desire your beauty. Because he is your Lord, worship him. And the daughter of Tyre will come with a gift. The royal daughter is all glorious within the palace. Her clothing is woven with gold. 
She shall be brought to the king in robes of many colors. With gladness and rejoicing, they shall be brought. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Our second reading this morning is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 7, commencing in verse 21. I find then a law that evil is present within me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ. We are reading from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 11, beginning at verse 16. But to what shall I liken this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their companions and saying, We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned you, and you did not lament. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they said, Look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, 
that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to you, Lord, Lord Christ. Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, we just pray that this morning that you would speak to our hearts and that you would speak through me as we discuss your word and we, uh, we learn about what you want to do in our lives. In Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. <coughs> All right, the very first thing is I do not like the Song of Solomon. I don't know, it just annoys me. You know, you watch Braveheart, and Song of Solomon just doesn't fit in there, right? And it's so, it just sounds so wimpy. The voice of my beloved. Behold, he comes leaping upon the mountains. Now, I'm not making fun of God's word. I'm making fun of a, a, who we are as people, you know. When I uh, was reading this this morning, I was like, you know, again, I, my reaction as a man is, I don't want to be wooed. You know, and that's what it talks about here, being wooed. You know, and it's this romantic relationship that's really a comparison between what God's doing and trying to speak to us in our lives and drawing us near to him. But, you know, the romantic in that sense doesn't really appeal to me as a man. I don't want to go on a date with Jesus. 
you know, and and so it just doesn't, you know, it's like the Song of Solomon, it, you know, it, it it originally, it initially doesn't have that effect on me, that uh, the effect that apparently the reader would like it to have or the writer would like it to have. Well, I remember we did a series of Song of Solomon many, many years ago, and, and even then I remember thinking, gosh, I, you know, I'm just not in a romantic relationship with Jesus. Um, <laughs> all right, enough of that for a moment. I'll come back to that, what that means. What I do know that as a man is this, and, and this applies, of course, to women as well and anyone else, that... We all carry burdens. We carry heavy burdens in our lives. I know I carry burdens for my grown children. I carry burdens for my family and, you know, what, uh, what they need and what, what, what's, what we have to have in the future. Sometimes I stay up at night thinking about those things, and this is, I'm not selling anything new to you guys. You all have the same things. We're all human. We carry these heavy burdens in our minds and in our souls. Oftentimes it's by our own doing. Our vices, our bad habits, they wear on us. We, 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 we often are, uh, you know, we're convicted of those things. They, they affect us. We don't know how to get rid of them. How do I stop myself from being this way or doing this thing or saying these things? Paul talks about it in Romans. He tells us of his struggles with his own flesh. He says, in fact, I'm going to read it. I find then a law that evil is present with me. The one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? i got to tell you, if Paul has struggles with that, I don't know if I have a chance. I'm just hoping that God allows me into heaven one day. You know, I, I, I think about those things like, God, I just hope, you know, Paul is struggling with this. What about me? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I find I, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Let me go into the gospel before I finish what he says here. In the gospel reading at the beginning, it's a strange combination of parables here. Uh, At first, Jesus is speaking to the generation, I believe, of Jews that that he's around. And I don't know exactly who he's speaking to, but I have a feeling he's speaking to those Pharisees that were not listening. He says, but to what shall I liken this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces calling to their companions and saying, we played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We mourned you, and you did not lament. What is he talking about? 
playing the flute for you, you did not dance. He's talking about the prophets in the Old Testament speaking to the generations over and over saying, hey, the word of the Lord is to draw near to him and follow him and do his will. That is what he means by the children playing the flutes. And who did not dance? The companions did not dance. They didn't follow. They didn't do what the flute was telling them to do. And it says this, we mourned you and you did not lament. They came warning too. They came giving terrible words that, you know, to Nineveh, to Jerusalem. They gave a lot of words over the thousands of years before Christ came saying, hey, get your act together. Mourn with us. Lament over your sins. And they did not. They did not participate. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and they say, look, a glutton and a wine-bibber. John even, John, the greatest prophet of all, it says in Scripture, Jesus tells us that. John is the great, and you don't hear them. You don't hear him. You call him, you say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking. The actual son of God comes and eats and drinks with us. He shares with us his humanity. He brings to us life. He eats with us. He spends time with us. He is that close to us like a very good friend, but even more than a good friend, a brother. And he's wanting to draw near to us, eating and drinking being with us, eating and drinking here, eating and drinking amongst ourselves as we share in fellowship. And it says, and they say, look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. I got to tell you, I want to be a friend of a tax collector and a sinner. I want to be part of that group because that's who Jesus hung out with, Right? I mean, think about it. Look, a glutton and a wine-bibber, a friend of... Well, that's where I want to be. I want to be... Because that's who I am. I'm a tax collector and I'm a sinner. And I want him to be my friend. I want him to be my friend and I want him to be my friend in the closest manner possible. I'm going to drop down to the bottom of that verse. He says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We're going back to our burdens that we carry in the night, the sins that weigh us down, the habits that we know are not good for us. God does not hold that against you. It says after, at the end of Romans, therefore there is no, now no condemnation 
that those who are in Christ Jesus you do, <coughs> do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Jesus is calling us. We've seen it in fire nights. Let me tell you, that's just not a program. That's just not a program that someone decided, you know, let's institute this program. That was the Holy Spirit speaking to us to get together and and see the move of God in our hearts and minds and lives. The things that are happening right now at St. Michael's, God is moving in those things. This isn't a purchase program from uh, a ministry in New York that we just decided, you know what, we'll see if this works. No, this is the Holy Spirit moving and moving us as a church, individuals, in our leadership. And God is calling to you. He's calling to you now. He's calling to you now. And he's telling you to put away the fears and worries that you have. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I got to tell you, I'm heavy laden. I labor, and that labor sometimes is like stuck right here in my mind. I think part of that is where maybe, I don't know, maybe that's where Paul is talking about it works against the law of his mind. I don't know. But I know this, is that it's right there. The sins that I carry are right there. Jesus doesn't want you carrying that burden. He says, and I will give you rest. You know, intellectually, I can understand that. Okay, you're giving me rest. Thanks, Lord. I'm going to Laredo next weekend. You're going to give me rest. Is that what he's talking about? Is that the real rest he's talking about? I, I got to tell you, I don't mind being in Laredo for rest. But, but he's talking about right, rest right here. Rest up here. Where we're not dwelling on the things of our, our weaknesses and our, the burdens that we carry, but rather that we're, we're resting here in our soul, right here. And it can be anywhere in the world. And Jesus is calling us to do that. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. Jesus is not out to condemn you. Jesus is not an I told you so kind of God. My mom would do that to me, you know. I told you so. I told you so. Afterward, I, I just have not been able to do that with people because it's just, I don't know. They, they, they kind of know it, don't they? When you, <laughs> you don't want to rub it in, right? I told you so. The other one my mom would do is this, is, you know, like, because my, my brother and I were, we were a little rowdy. And, uh, and uh, you know, she would say, well, you know, wait until you have your own kids. And I'm like, mom, mom. I don't think God's like that. God does not God does not do karma. Okay? I just tell you right now, God does not do karma. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't pass down some of the same traits that you have in your own life. And let me tell you. I'm just glad my kids didn't get some of the some of the traits that I got in my life. So 
But he's saying, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God is a God of love. And he's a God of rest and peace. He 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 says he came to give life and life more abundantly. And he wants you to have that life in your life. That life in your life, in your soul. He wants you to carry that. He wants you to let that, he wants you to let go of what you've been hanging on to and to let that peace come in. He says, and this is where I'm going to come back to this, the Song of Solomon. The Song of Solomon is really a parable. I believe it's a parable, or it's a, I don't know what the right word is. Jesse, what is the right literary term for a uh, poem that is uh, meant to be a, I don't know, allegory, parable, I wouldn't say analogy, but it's it's a it's a story of two people coming close together, coming so close together that they know each other intimately, closely, and that's the story Jesus wants to have with you. He wants you to come close to Him, to draw near to Him. And that takes time. i got to tell you, my phone drives me nuts because I know that I'm on it too much. And I can't hear God. My wife is over there. Are you nodding your head? (laughs) Or whatever it might be. It could be work. It could be, you know, whatever it is. But, But to take that time to draw really close, not just to say my prayers, not just to, you know, do the daily office, which I'm required to do. And sorry, Bishop, I haven't for a little bit. So, um, I've been praying on the go, um, which never really solves any. I mean, you know, I, I feel like I've done my little due diligence. I prayed. Big deal. Um, but really to pray, to get close to God, to draw near to him. That's what the Song of Solomon is really about, is that intimacy with God where he can relieve you of the pressures you face, the difficulties you find yourself in, and instill peace into each one of your hearts. I want that peace all the time. To give you hope for things that are seem hopeless. He wants to draw you near to him. And that's what the Song of Solomon is really about. It's not about a romantic affair, although it comes off that way. And I have to say that there are moments in the, in the story, if you ever read the whole thing, there are moments where it's like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> but, but it's really about Christ and his church. It's really about, too, drawing close to him in the table. This is the closest you can get to him in a physical manner right here at the table. In fact, when we come down today, when you receive the body and blood of Christ, I want you to receive it and say, Lord, I have these burdens in my life and I need your healing. And God gives us his body and blood to heal us. It's the most intimate act in the, in the physical world that we're in that draws us that close to him. What I want to encourage you to do today is this, and this this week is, is to stop yourself when you're caught up in all the things that you're doing this summer, especially this summer, 
and just take time each week at least, maybe each day. You know, you do your prayers, you do your prayers, but to really just stop and listen and say, Lord, I want to be open to what you're saying. I want your yoke. I want your yoke upon me, and I want to learn from you. I want that gentleness and loneliness in heart that Christ has for me, because the world doesn't have gentleness and loneliness. The world only has struggle, hate, anger, fear, and doubt. But I want that loneliness and gentleness of heart of Christ. And I want you to have that. I want you, each one of you here, to have that kind of peace and hope and joy in your life. If you will just take that moment just a little bit each week just to do that and hear God, I believe God is going to transform your lives. And you'll see over the next few weeks and months, come to the fire nights. Come to events where you can fellowship and be a part of what other people are doing to get close to God. But be a part of that. And I want to see, I, I'm really hoping to see God transforming each one of you and bringing about peace and hope and joy in your life. Amen. Let's uh, continue uh, together with a statement of our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, God of the Father of all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of the Father. And he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we are no longer under condemnation because of Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us go confidently to the Father with our requests, that the church, through her expressions of love, will reveal the love of God to a lost and dying world. Lord, in your mercy. That those who are persecuted for the sake of the gospel will be set free from their suffering and their oppressors converted. Lord, in your mercy, that we will take seriously the call to share the good news of the gospel with our family, friends, neighbors, and associates at every opportunity. Lord, in your mercy, 
that those who are burdened by addictions, homelessness, unemployment, or a wayward child will find their rest in Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, that all children will be seen as treasured gifts from God and raised up in the ways of the Lord. Lord, in your mercy, that we will bear one another's burdens and embrace the yoke of Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, for our own special intentions. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Father, you've poured out your love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Hear our prayer and give us the grace to love one another as Jesus has loved us. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Peace of the Lord be always with you. Turn to greet your neighbor with the peace of God. Great word. Great word. Well, I don't know about you, but uh, I, it's wonderful to hear from all the men and orders here from time to time. And Phil, you, you know, he preaches during the school year five days a week at his 8 o'clock service. So I know he's always got a good word. And uh, Karen and uh, Cody were at the 730 service, and he sat in for Eddie. Where is Eddie? What a life. Anyway, he sat in for him today in his service, and they both came home and said, man, he had such a great word. I said, he always does. So I came and twisted his arm and said, you've got to do it again for the later service. So thanks be to God. We've got so many great men and women of God here, and you all have a great word. You need to listen to one another. That was just an amazing encouragement from him to do just that. Well, summer's here. People are fleeing by large numbers and family. Father Lewis is gone. Eddie's gone. Um, others are gone. But th- that's, that's the time of the year where most of us go on vacation. And so we want to keep those people in prayer. Because the first thing the devil wants is them to have a bad time. So we gotta we gotta be in prayer for each other that we'll have a good time, a time of refreshing, and a time of renewal in our spirits, our souls, and our bodies. Amen. Amen. All right, uh, you'll see up on the uh, screens we have a women's meeting at 10 a.m. on August 5th, and see Mia Harris or Debbie Powell for that, which neither one of them are here, so I don't see them. Uh, and then our food ministry, our Mondays in summer are a little bit lower just because, you know, people are gone. If you're able to come out, we'd love to have you there. It's a, quite an experience. And uh, there you go. Come out at about 3, 3.30 is fine, and uh, we'll be doing that tomorrow. Let us continue and uh, prepare for our tithes.
soon as I find the tithe thing. Ascribe to the Lord the honor due his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts. Let us with gladness present the offerings and oblations of our life and labor to the Lord.
Hallelujah, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God, of all creation. Through your goodness, we have received the bread we offer. Fruit of the earth, the work of human hands, it will become for us the body of Christ. Blessed be God forever. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we receive the wine you offer. We offer you fruit of the vine, work of human hands. It will become the blood of Christ. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, we bring our tithes and offerings before you. Bless them, Lord. And use them for the building of your kingdom. <laughs> the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Father, all powerful and ever living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death. He called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. Everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you call us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. <clears throat> so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and join in their unending hymn of praise. Holy Holy, holy, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, your holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he's given up to death, the death he freely accepted. He took bread, he gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When supper was ended, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks and praise. He gave the cup to his disciples, and he said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of Christ. Christ has died. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Father, this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch Craig and all the clergy. Remember, especially those who are sick and firm in spirit, soul, or body this day. 
we hold up Susan, Naomi, and Sonia, and Sandra, and Karen, and Tammy, and Chuck Adler, the Marines and sailors at Camp Pendleton, all those who serve in our armed forces. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken, and as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Lord, have mercy on us all. Lord, you have made us worthy to share eternal life with the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Joseph, her husband, and with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who were called to the supper of the Lamb. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Peace. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you.
that you've drawn for us because you are alone. But I tell you, there's such an anointing that flows out from you that it just fills in all the spaces. What, are the, what an amazing, blessed people we are. Amen. And thank you for your wisdom. Eric, I think you're supposed to give a word. Yeah, I, I asked the Lord. I'm, I'm actually, I'm really excited about that word that Phil brought. And I guess what, what happened is God wants to just drive it home. The word that God gave me when we were doing worship earlier was that today, today there is a clear call to you. Jesus is calling you. And it's like the word, I think it's called a clarion call. That's the word for it. But it, it was for you. And that he used those exact words in his sermon. So hear it. Let it go down in your heart. Amen. There is a clear call today from Jesus Amen. to you. Amen. Amen. And like any good teacher, he gave us a homework assignment for this week. And I just really want to encourage you to take this week. The, the Holy Spirit is moving in such a profound and powerful way right now at St. Michael's. You just take this week and uh, really, really press in, really press into getting to know him and sitting before him and just uh, asking him for his his love, affection, and covering. And, boy, I guarantee you, you you'll be blessed beyond measure. We're, we're blessed. We have Bishop Pakash and his lovely wife with us today. Always wonderful to see them as he travels the world and for Christ and especially in the hard and difficult places he has to go. Be sure and uh, see him after service and tell him how much uh, we love and appreciate him. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart through Christ our Lord. Amen. Say, Michael, the archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell, Satan, and all the evil spirits who wander through the world seeking ruin of our souls. The Lord be with you. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Remember the gospel, God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. God loves us. He's forgiven us. He's not mad at us. Best of all, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.
Let us go into the world rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. You are Jesus, and you're the King.